0: Hey guys, welcome to this episode of ADR. We recorded this one last year and it was such a fun and exciting talk. We caught up with designers and art directors, Letter and Wade, and they are the epitome of a working pair. You probably know their work. I uh, Don't think designers and art directors really covers it. We had a blast talking some pretty nerdy stuff uh, just before they flew out of Sydney towards the end of last year. We know that was a while ago, but you know we think this episode is pretty timeless. Uh, we mentioned last time, we're gonna be making more episodes this year thanks to our friends at Streamtime. And thanks to their help, we're also going to be visiting a bunch of cities. We've already had some of you get in touch and request some studios and people in Perth for us to speak to, which has been really great uh, because it's introduced us to some people that we may not have been aware of and also confirmed a few biases that we had as well. Um, So, so far it's looking like people are pretty interested in us getting out to Perth, Adelaide, and Byron Bay, which is pretty cool, I can work on my tan. Um, And we've locked in to visit Brisbane this year as part of the design conference, um, which is super exciting, we always have a blast up there. There's also been, of course, been a lot of suggestions for Melbourne, so it's very likely that we'll be coming to Melbourne as well. Back to the episode. We had such a wide ranging conversation. So what we're going to do is we're going to drop you in right here where Wade is talking about arriving in New York for the very first time. Enjoy.
1: But yeah, luckily I was able to save a little bit of cash from the trip and sort of have some leeway going over to the next two weeks before I started the job and then start getting paid and paying for New York rent in a terrible apartment in in Greenpoint that smelt and was really dirty.
2: You had to like walk outside and into the hallway and then back into the apartment to use the toilet. It was like a
1: family home and I was in their old lounge room so it was like I had to loop around the whole apartment. Like I had to go through everyone else's rooms to get to my room. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was it a was hilarious <laughs> time in my life but it was also an amazing time as well because we we had some parties and the landlord hated us and would come down and it was this polish lady like da, 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 like banging on the roof whilst we're in the in the apartment yeah pretty amazing um but yeah then uh so i'd met with another australian just for a drink um and just a hey how i who actually told me about the j1 visa because he had moved over to new york earlier uh, his, his name is James Cape. He's now in London, but he was working at Wolf Hollands mm-hmm. there and Jess uh, Jessica Walsh sent him an email uh, asking if he wanted a job or come in for an interview. And so but he loved his job at Wolf Hollands. He's actually still working there but now in London and uh passed my name on and then within a week I had an interview with Jess, like three or four days later I had an interview with Stefan.
3: Wow. A week later I was
1: working at Sagmeister and Walsh, like I didn't even send an email to them like before yeah, right. heading over. I was just like, Yeah, no no fucking way is that yeah. gonna sort of become anything and then yeah, I was I was working there i am I'm gonna it legally uh, <laughs> Yeah for a,
3: a little bit of time there. Um yeah and then I was there for like two and a bit years. So what was that like, just the the experience of you know, oh, wow, I'm sitting with Jessica Walsh and, and then I'm st- sitting with Stefan. Like, you know, ha- did you take a moment to kind of reflect on that at the time or it was just, just happening? Every day, yeah. every fucking day. <laughs> like
1: when I got the email saying I was like, got the job and like I had that money that was going to come in. It was kind of like, I almost, uh, yeah, I almost fucking cried. Like it was like, I couldn't, I would never have had that opportunity anywhere else And that's that's like my love for New York is like within that one moment of like just going to do it and trusting something could happen, you know, Um, and just being honest with yourself in terms of like what you want and other things will come from it. It's also like a classic like example
0: of it's not what you know, who you know sort of situation. I mean, you were right place, right time. Totally. It was a relationship thing that got you. The interview, and then the, the, that interview got you the next interview. I'm sure you had to show your work at some stage. Yeah, I showed yeah I showed the, the
1: work at the at when I met Jess for the first time, and even that I, I only showed six projects. It was very efficient. Just dun 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 dun. Here's how I think. Cool. And then when I met Stefan, it was the same thing. <laughs> the meeting with him went for 15 minutes. Wow. wow. Yeah. He's like, I like your socks. I like your shirt. It
3: works great. See you. Left out, yeah, bounced yeah, wow. out. So um, what socks and shirt were you wearing?
0: <laughs> and have you been wearing those socks? And yeah, I never took them off. <laughs> yeah. but, uh,
1: I still have that shirt, actually. They're both polka-dotted, right. to be honest. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm not wearing anything polka-dotted now. It's all black and purple socks. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, it was an amazing, like, I remember, yeah, just the week weeks preceding that just being like fuck I can't believe this happened and then like once I was sitting there under the webcam in the middle of it between both Stefan and Jess like crazy oh and you're talking about the website right like so just explain their website for people that maybe
0: didn't see it Mm -hmm. because I still think they still have a similar sort of thing set up now but that was, like, the
1: original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind
0: of it was around on blogs and Twitter. Yeah. Like, everyone was like, oh, whoa, totally innovative.
1: Like, no one's ever done this before. So yeah, so it was, like, we had buttons on the ground of the studio that were the menu buttons for the actual website. Um, but it, there was a live camera that would sit above us and sort of was a live... It was a live feed that would update, like, every five seconds because bandwidth and all that fun stuff. But, yeah, you could see everything. Like, anything on my screen... You could see like anything on my desk. You could see Lita could spy on me when I was working there, like to make sure I was still. Yeah, I'm just still I'm just still at <laughs> work. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I'm just in the really background. I
2: would yeah. check up on him and be like, What's he doing there?
0: Yeah, also it's like a tracker. Yeah, well, yeah, I
1: guess that's inspired something else. But um Yeah, it was a it was a weird weird thing. And I guess even like having that opportunity like my parents could see that, and that's really amazing just to see that I was doing that kind of stuff. And I think the, the thing I learned most... They still
3: have no idea what you do, though, do they?
1: Sort of. They've seen our talk a couple yeah. times. Oh, they, cool. they understand, like, that we make stuff, yeah. and they love it, and they're super happy for us, and that's all I really... That's all I want from them. I
2: think it's that's one of the best out. ways for your parents yeah. to understand what you do is, like, come to, you know, come to our talk and... Get a good idea. Or, I mean, for our parents. So, my dad has come to the talk we gave in New York, but my mom still hasn't seen it. But I think she's convinced that she knows what we do. (laughs) Is that
0: why she didn't come? She had washing or something better?
3: she's like, been there, done that. She's like, I'm actually going to go to this
2: gallery. (laughs) I've got better things to do. No, she just wasn't in New York City at the time.
1: But yeah, that those two two years definitely shaped me in a lot of ways, both from a, a work perspective and a life mentality um, as well. Because like I learned a lot of things from Stefan, whether I guess he knows this or not. Like just the humility that guy has is just insane. Like he meets everyone, super positive, super happy every single time. No matter if you're a fucking a, a street sweeper or you're like the prince of some fucking country. Like mm-hmm. I, could, I I couldn't believe it but in saying that he's also a very stern guy right Right. knows what he wants and that's also something I learned from him like if you've got something to say just be just say it and the conversations will be honest and they'll you'll resolve something Mm. like if you're ever pittering pitter pattering around something you're never going to get a resolve and like I think I took those kind of things to heart very quickly because I could see all the stuff he was getting done yeah which is crazy by just like cutting through the bullshit sort of thing yeah yeah Maybe it was the Austrian thing. Yeah. I don't know. But like, yeah, sometimes he's like, oh, do I want to do his voice? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to do that. <laughs> I'm not happy with this result. Like that kind of thing. Like, and I'll be like, but but what part? The thinking, I I don't agree with it. And then I'm just like, all right, cool. Two days of fucking going balls to the wall, trying to figure out what that means and make something new out of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, funny.
0: That's great. And we want to talk a bit more about like the falling in love with New York and Brooklyn and kind of day-to-day now, but Lita, because you didn't grow up in New York City. I noticed in the presentation last night, you showed like a classic photo of like New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, right, I'm not from here. I'm like from upstate New York. Yes. So kind
2: of maybe talk a little bit about
3: like- Which world. looked beautiful, by the way. Yeah, that was actually
2: yeah. a photo we took from um, a hike that we did. I think Wade actually came on that hike. It's yeah. like a mile uphill and you have this beautiful mountain that overlooks all of these farmlands. All these
1: hawks were flying about this the whole time, which was extra sick. Wow. Oh, wow.
3: Yeah. And really small as well, because you went to like a school of like 18, 20 people. Yeah, and... you did some good research. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah um, where I grew up, so I was born in New York City. Um, my parents had lived there for a while, and then they moved upstate after they had me. And uh, so I grew up in the same house. Um, my entire life um, went to the same school from kindergarten until 12th grade with about half of the same students. Um, So yeah, we knew, you know, you'd know everyone's families and, you know, you'd all play on the same basketball team together. Um, And it was great because There was so much positivity being in a small school, like there weren't really rivalries between people. Right. Um, And and it it was just like, it was too small for things like bullying to happen or for, you know, fights Uh, and every, like in terms of um, clubs or, or teams like sports teams, if, if, the entire school didn't participate. There wouldn't be any teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone needs to get into this yeah. or it's not happening. Guys, exactly. you all like
1: basketball. What <laughs> <right? Yeah. laughs> are we going to play this year? <laughs>
2: so, yeah, there was a lot of really great camaraderie. And I think, um, I guess, like, by the time I was in ninth grade, I really started getting excited about working with computers. I think when I was 12 years old, for my birthday, I asked my parents for Photoshop. Because I had just seen somebody else working with it. And I was drawing a lot of anime pictures. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be able to scan them and color them and upload them onto Deviant DeviantArt. Um, yes. So, <laughs> I am so, so disappointed. I think I got really embarrassed by this point in my past. And I got rid of everything. And I don't really have any salvageable drawings anymore. I don't know. Where did the
3: love of anime come from? Was that... Because that you you had that you both got that yeah but you had that very early on so
2: yeah it was just from coming home and putting on Cartoon Network and watching things like Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z and I think Gundam was on there as well and then they'd play like Cowboy Bebop at night maybe some yeah tsunami well it was they played stuff during the day I don't know if that was tsunami and then tsunami in the evening and uh, when we got the internet I started. You know, first off, I was like looking for like photos of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, and then I got a little more mature <laughs> <laughs> and got into anime, <laughs> and then I started looking up things about anime, and I found um, I would read like the synopses of these different uh, series, and uh, I found Neon Genesis Evangelion, awesome. which without yeah, I
3: haven't, I haven't seen it. that. Uh, yet.
2: It's wow. phenomenal. Yeah. It's this.
0: I was really impressed by your anime line.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 An now, we so. actually had
0: to colour awesome. it a little bit because we had like we had but, like, we so can't many. Just, like, we can't just show our favourite anime
1: for two minutes yeah. like two minutes is in a long <laughs> amount of time I've been extremely pleased yeah. if you do. we're like yeah. dun, 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 uh,
2: no, we, we could probably time. give an entire talk on all of the anime that we yeah. love one of my
0: notes that I was going to have for this conversation because I saw you talk last night which was great yeah. like research and everything was just super disappointing there was, was no research. Dragon Ball Z so and oh. then you've got like yeah level 3 super saiyan. and i i actually when when we
1: went to japan i was hunting down those fucking toys like nothing else like we went to multiple parts of the city i was like all right so it's 60 i was converting in my head like 60 dollars there 33 there the size this one's a 12 inch this one's this and then we're like all right cool we'll sit on that end of the trip Boom, buy all this shit. And like, you
2: were yeah. like, should I get this? Should I get this? It's like the most timid, I guess, yeah. I've seen you could, with making like, decisions. Decision. But
1: when it came to these, I was like, do I get that one? I kind of want the bigger one, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh. But you got the big one. I did. Yeah.
0: I've, got the, I've got the original, the Goku with the, the Halo. Oh, the oh Halo. cool. Oh, so on like the same style models, but yeah, I've got the Goku one. Jealous. Yeah. <laughs> well next time. Yeah. Yeah, that's
2: we're going back in October, so oh, wow. we'll bring yeah. more toys. Yeah.
0: yeah. Awesome. So back back to the anime thing. Yes. <laughs> we
1: digress.
2: Um yeah, so Evangelion, I read a storyline about it and based on that, like I bought the box set and I watched it and I was just like Fuck! I can't believe that you know something so complicated like this exists, and I no longer really had interest in just watching those, you know, regular.
3: It's really hard to watch television the, shows the formulaic around. ones that like, they the same. T- so yeah, it's I'm, always the I'm same I'm breeding my line. kids on anime, mm-hmm. so they've just got through Naruto, and we're just oh, like, cool. oh. we just all of it, pretty much up was up to where yeah, right. yeah. And we started on Bleach, yeah, cool. and so they're um they're, they're like, well, Bleach is a bit more complex than Naruto, and I was like. Whoa. This is only like the second <laughs> one. I wait till you get to... But they, there is something interesting that happens with that because it is the the plot lines are so interweaved and complex.
2: They're really complicated and there are so many levels to them. And I think it's also just um, observing that style of drawing and art. Like, it's it's beautiful and it's so, I'm so pleasing. And I, th- I think that I eventually, looking at that stuff, I was like, I want to, you know, I want to draw or I want to I wanna make things that are really graphic... Um, And then later, you know, going forward in school, I wasn't drawing anime so much anymore, but I was definitely starting to poke around a lot more on the computer um, with Photoshop. And that's I think that's where that focus kind of originated from, was just looking at all of those beautiful pictures.
1: Well, even storytelling, because they used to be on online forums. (laughs) She doesn't mention that. Yeah,
2: I used to. um, So I had a computer in my room, um, my dad used to build me computers, so I had this like, cool. self-made computer, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so at night we had a modem, and uh, I'd like put blankets under the door so nobody could see that the light was on, because the monitor was so bright, like, you, couldn't, you couldn't adjust the brightness. Um, and then I'd stuff, like, blankets and pillows on top of the PC so you couldn't hear the modem connecting. Because yeah. it's Plus so... The 56K <laughs> modem.
0: Yes. Modem, yeah.
2: And uh, our internet was so slow because we were so isolated that I only got, like, 1.2 kilobytes a second. Wow. <laughs> but I'd go onto these Yahoo chat rooms, and uh, they had... It was, like, different anime chat rooms, um, where you could pretend to be different characters. Wow! It was like role playing in chat rooms. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so I just like write paragraphs and p- pretend to be different characters. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind
3: of like step away from fan fiction. I think I got
2: a lot better at writing because wow. of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and faster. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm a pretty fast typer. <laughs> I, I
3: don't know. I haven't tested you. I guess <laughs> twenty words a minute. <laughs> yeah, That's not race. very much, but yes. <laughs> It's always that thing about you know if you find an interest early on and all those extra skills that you kind of get along with that um, the interest in computers and so we because you did end up in animation for a little yeah. while did you?
2: I didn't. It was never really a focus. I was I wasn't really set on studying animation. Like I went to school for graphic design, and it was like a pretty. We started we started like our first year without even touching computers. It was more so. Um, learning sculpture, painting, uh, color theory, and uh, doing still life drawing. And then from there, like you could have a focus from the beginning, but that gave all of the art and design students, I went to Purchase College, and it gave all of the art and design students an opportunity to, you know, delve into a different category in case they weren't so sure that they wanted to focus on sculpture, but I knew from the beginning that graphic design was for me. And um, I think like progressively, I had this amazing internship my, after my first year, I think of college with this studio called Hunter Gatherer. Um, Uh, it's, do you know it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, amazing. This guy, Todd St. John. And, um, he, he does graphic design, he does animation, he does branding and, um, he has this wood shop in his studio. And so everything that he makes is really tactile and that kind of applies to everything he does. And so that was my first, discovery that you know d- design doesn't just have to be this flat thing on a computer which was something that I had been doing so much before mm-hmm. um, and yeah it was ama- amazing that you know you could you could make things that did not have to be one-dimensional and you could touch them and you could hold them and you could photograph them.
3: Cool. Talking about photography and mm-hmm. I'm sort of jumping in a little bit but mm-hmm. I've seen quite a lot that you guys are actually named as photographers as well but neither of you studied photography did you no No. so how did that come like is that just completely self-taught yes yeah (laughs) Lita was much better at the beginning like all
1: compliments was definitely like Lita knowing how to use a camera better than me
3: but it's also the lights and
1: everything I mean Mm. you've got the full setup now haven't you yeah
2: I guess I guess we've got
1: two setups now Thankfully, like we invested in a newer light kit and that's sort of like all the DS and Doga stuff, for instance, um, was shot on the newer kit. And you can definitely. Yeah, tell. you can.
2: there's a shift, I think, in our yeah. portfolio work from we used to use or we still have these three um, continuous mm-hmm. light sources. They're cool lighting. They're they're pretty uh, it required
1: us yeah. to do a lot more work in retouching because we couldn't necessarily blanket a whole yeah. seamless with light, yeah. so it was a lot more vignetting that would happen and things like that, and we couldn't get the shadows that we mm-hmm. wanted. So it was, eventually, it was just like fuck, this is just yeah, so much work true. going into every shot. And like yeah. literally, when we shot one of the first Durga photos, the one with the eyeball. Oh, it was we, perfect we we were just on like, like the first like, shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 you yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, so we're glad. Yeah, but. But, yeah, I mean, how did that come about? Because, like, that, I mean, just did it come from that kind of thing of, like, I want to see what this looks like, photographed, and then that led to another camera and another light, and suddenly you had the studio?
2: Yeah, I think, well, even start starting in school, like, I started gravitating towards making more physical work, and the only way to, you know, document it or put it in a poster is by photographing it. Um, but I think, I feel like only until this year I've, like, figured out how to properly light things Um, because in, in the past like using that continuous lighting it's you just have this easy formula where it's one two three you know putting two on the side and one on the top and you don't have to do anything else but there's no way to create any sort of drama or any other type of emotion. I mean, it has to come solely from like what you're photographing and not the lighting. It's just like that's an additional medium that you get to work with.
1: I think because Lita was also doing a lot of animation work mm-hmm. or, or like stop-motion stuff with uh, Hunter Gatherer. I right. think then you made applications. <clears throat> yep. And I guess you, I'm speaking for you yeah. I guess in many ways here, but like learning the process through actually doing things, yeah. whether it's for the... The job she was at or a self-initiated thing I think that that's
2: yeah but I guess with that there wasn't a lot of opportunity to experiment with lights because mm-hmm. when you're shooting stop motion yeah. you know everything has to be exactly the same over the course of like three days and if you bump something yep. you have to start over again right yeah so which can... is not fun I don't no, like that. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's why we don't do animation I used
3: to um I used to live with some guys from Aardman and they used to talk about that kind of that one time that the cleaner came in and, and they hadn't, no. yeah and just that they had to restart everything because oh, no. it was impossible to kind of go back. But yeah,
2: you it's a very time-consuming uh, field of work, and I, you have to have incredible patience. Yeah.
3: lock the room when you leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
2: Close the windows. Yeah.
0: I mean, you guys talked a little bit in your, like we're talking kind of a lot about attention to detail mm-hmm. and being a bit neurotic with mm-hmm. with the work, which mm-hmm. like is pretty evident from like hearing you talk about your work and your process and, and things like that. Um, but you also sort of talked about like being control freaks, mm-hmm. like two people control freaks. So it's kind of hard to talk to you guys without hearing mm-hmm. a little bit more about like the relationship, mm-hmm. obviously very transparent mm-hmm. about everything. So. So what's it like, like two autocratic people working together, both seem to be like control freaks with big attention to detail and also working with clients? Like,
1: I think we, we can figure out pretty quickly in a project who's going to sort of manage what and what's feeling right. Um, yeah. And like we said in our talk last night, we'll definitely go off in two separate directions and sit in our own silos for a couple of days and sort of think, be chatting through that whole time of like, yeah, do you think like, this kind of vibe or this kind of vibe and have those kind of conversations that would potentially. We're making typing sounds yeah, because sorry.
2: we actually, we're sitting across from each other, but we still communicate on yeah. Google chat. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Everyone's like, are you on Slack? We're like, no, there's only two of us. We just need Google chat. Like, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, we'll go off in those directions and then sort of just have conversations about what's feeling right. And I think, so someone brought up a question last night about um, what's right and what's wrong. And it's never really about that. It's about sort of what's what feels correct and if we've both got different directions but we can add a little bit from A and a little bit from B and sort of make the perfect combo of those two is generally what we try to do because our perspectives based upon our histories are so different um, and that's why I think it works as well
2: yeah I think that we have a lot of sort of instinctual yeah. uh, impulses that I and mean, we definitely I don't think we've ever gotten into a heated argument over whether something is good or appropriate or not but we definitely are able to kind of feel things out and understand whether it's it should or should not work and
1: right it's just about asking the right questions so like if one of us doesn't think that the other thing is correct but that's the tunnel we're going down at that specific point just being like all right let's think about it and let's reevaluate does that communicate to this does it embody the two uh, like ethos of the studio and that kind of part and then we'll just have the conversation. It might be like very critical, but we'll get the answer we want straight away and understand mm-hmm. that okay, scrap that, start again. Mm-hmm. This is the new direction. Let's evolve that. Because yeah. Um, yeah, we'll only ever show one direction as well sure. to a client. So it's if we sh- if we have too many ideas, it's going to just come out as we we're not clear on what our true our opinion is. Okay. So let's dive into that
0: because I'm super yeah. interested in that because. Um, occasionally when I do design work, I'm exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I don't like the, K okay, here's three completely. Yeah. I like to think, what is the best solution yeah, that yeah. I've come up with in the time that I was given? And I think this is correct. Yeah. So you guys work in that in that way? Totally. Yeah, right. Have you ever worked in like a kind of, these three directions and then now that you're like, Let's yeah do that again. Yeah, but, yeah I think yeah. it's
2: like when you're working at a studio or you're working for someone else and there's also this um rush you know to produce 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 but it's uh you have to create all of these things so somebody else can distill them and create like right. a, a, a comprehensive presentation I mean we're kind of bypassing that where we're the ones who are critiquing whether or not um this is something that should be pursued or not so and then in the end we're kind of saving uh hopefully saving the client some time too and what they have to look at and also
3: being able to give more time
1: to the right, concept. Yeah, exactly. yeah. the right concept the right conversations and engage the right dialogue that's going to make the whole project better because like if that one direction isn't right we'll scrap it again and that what what that means is that you then have more information to make a better solution right um whether it's purely from a graphic or whether it's a strategic point of view like em- embodying all of those uh, dialogues to happen through honesty is the best way I think and that's I think that's a big approach with us and our clients is like mm-hmm. just being straight up from the very beginning um, that we're not going to like jump around with Fallacies of you need three concepts because then you've yeah. got three worlds to choose. Well,
2: that's yeah. I feel like that's kind of like a textbook expectation. Yeah. Um. But I I don't yeah I don't know if it necessarily works.
1: It's a, it's a, well, yeah, we definitely agree that it doesn't work. Yeah. So it's like coming from say, the mother process was one that made me realize like, because at Sagmaster it was always one approach. Went to mother. And the process was another world like mood boards mood boards mood boards mood boards for like three months i'm like can we fucking design something (laughs) please um and then showing like three or four directions and like that's just confusing it's just too much information yeah it's like watching all three lord of the rings at once you can't understand (laughs) what's going on but if you watch the one you can get an idea of what's going on within that one you
0: know can also be like just a matter of Randomly picking something, right? Like, if you give me 10 numbers, pick a number from one, one to mm-hmm. 10, like seven, yep. I guess. And then but like if you got me on a Tuesday, I might, you know, it is Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I might pick yeah. one or yeah. something else. I like
1: green today. Yeah, All right, let's go the green, go one. The green one. Yeah. Um, and then what happens if you show too many things is just the Frankensteining, you know? Yeah. I want the type from that one the colour from this one and the imagery from this one you're like but the three different directions yeah but I want them like yeah. humans just want the best parts of all options they've got put in front of them
3: mm. yeah. does this also tap into so there's a quote that I really love that you gave to a magazine I think it was uh, that thinking that time will improve your idea is just wrong it's like it's better to get started mm. does that sort of feed into that as well that you get the feeling that this is the right way and then let's just get get going on it.
2: Yeah, I think that very early on we're kind of able to understand sort of the ethos of who we're working with or what we're working on and um, that definitely helps lead us in the right direction. I mean... I'll also contradict that because I feel like I've, <laughs> I've, had, I've had times where I've been able to spend much longer than usual and, you know, in the last week come up with a brilliant idea. I think it definitely varies.
3: You, you were talking about passion projects, I think, at yeah, that time as well. So, yeah. yeah,
2: Figuring out concept is always the hardest thing, but it's also the shortest amount of time. Mm. Uh, and so if we can nail that, I mean, then everything else is... Pretty smooth sailing. Yeah,
1: I think it's like a, uh, like minds was a good example of when we really gelled into that mentality of like we're going down this purely graphic road, and then it was just a question. One of us asked, "Was like why can't we make this? Why can't we do anything photographic?" I think we were concerned like because it was
2: up. it's a tech conference, yeah. and we were thinking, "Oh, this needs to look really techy.
1: Yeah, and then we're like, "No, fuck that! Like, let's make some costumes, superheroes, like." Let's make our own superheroes. And that sort of us on a whole yeah. another world that we were like we truly our passionate head- about. We shifted yeah. our
2: attention from who we were targeting towards versus where it was actually taking place. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of what made us arrive at the direction that we, fin- we totally. completed with.
1: And that was like two days before the presentation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And we're just like, but this is right. Like we, yeah. we nailed like, the good. logotype and the iconography and the website and stuff. And we're like, let's design some costumes. It's fucking so much fun. And so then you're just suddenly like, all right, like in In the trenches, trenches. we know it's right. Let's just go a hundred percent forward
0: as fast as possible. Exactly. As well as we can. Yeah.
1: And it's like, you know, once you feel confident that it's right, the passion and the enthusiasm is just so honest that, you know, the client's client's going to feel that, you know? And I think that, in general, that's what we want to have is just a joy and like a passion with the clients that we're meeting and like make sure that we want We want to give our clients hugs after every meeting <laughs> we have. Um,
2: we also, we want to make sure that we're not having to do the same thing twice either. Yep. It's like, what's great with these, you know, all the different people that we're working with, even if we are struggling to come up with a solution, typically we revert, we end up thinking like, what have we not done before, but we really want to do. Mm. And during the times of, during the time of doing like minds, we were definitely thinking like, oh, we would really love to build some costumes. And so that's how the entire thing derived. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And do you, you kind of spoke about how it was only two days before the presentation until you kind of got the idea, like you've got, okay, well, that's the direction, we know it's right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do you have any kind of strategies around what you do when, you're, when you haven't found that idea? Because it's clear, right? Like mm-hmm. it's black and white, you guys are like, oh, yeah. we've got it, that's yeah. it, it feels right, yeah. let's go. What do you do when you're looking for that idea? What's your pro- do you go for what?
2: Yeah, we we definitely need to take some time away from the studio. We have an amazing gallery scene in New York, so just jump on the train and head over to Chelsea and check out a few galleries. Um, or sometimes we just need to take you know the rest of the day off and go see a movie or something thankfully there's a lot at our fingertips um
1: I think it's like now that we're working together and it's just the two of us we can truly be honest about whether we're vibing the day or not um I guess this goes into a little separate idea of what your question was but like we've had days where we're like we don't want to go to the studio at 10 or 9 or 7 or 8 Mm -hmm. like because that varies a lot but like we went one one day we just went and saw fucking star wars and got to the studio at two and we were were so energized we were ready to go the whole day just because we took that time Mm. to just engage with what we wanted to to do non-work wise like Mm. and then like like we talk about in the presentation like life and work we truly believe that those two are intertwined like and that that how refreshed we felt when we got to the studio is a really good example of that because we're like Mm -hmm. we were ready to work until two o'clock in the morning if we needed to we didn't but we just were really re-energized and re-engaged with what we're making because of taking that time I
2: think that to your question as well of like what do we do when we're you know two days Mm -hmm. before and we don't have it done it's like yeah we understand you know you don't feel the guilt of stepping outside as in if you were in a full-time job and you went out for like a two-hour coffee but we can do that and also understand that we might need to work until two in the morning and, you know, handle things in a a more casual manner. There isn't this, um, fleeting, you know, this intense feeling of urgency and stress. I mean, I think that since we started working together, since we started our our own practices, instead of working for other companies, like I've never been as stressed as I used to be. Mm -hmm. I feel I, I'm in such a healthier, um, mindset than, than I did when I had the importance of like pleasing superiors. And, and that,
0: uh, that also kind of comes back to that agency, studio mentality mm-hmm. of like, oh, hey, like you know we're under the pump, you're five minutes late, mm-hmm. what do you mean you're leaving early to go and have dinner? Yeah. Like yeah. You, we, you know we've got a client presentation tomorrow, mm-hmm. like everyone else is here. Mm-hmm. And that idea of I can't leave on time, I need mm-hmm. to overwork. Like is that something you've experienced in your professional careers? Mm-hmm. Before, Like, I'm, you're obviously still professional, but you know, doing, oh, your, doing your own thing, doing your own thing, you know, being your own boss, right? You yeah. have your own responsibility, so you don't have to fit in with the, oh, you know, I'm being paid, I better make sure that I'm there, mm-hmm. even if I'm being really inefficient. Yeah,
1: totally. Like, when I was at Mother's, there was a lot of that. Let's right. just hang out and Be here for a long time without doing anything. But companies companies
2: also strive to create that culture that doesn't want to, you know, doesn't encourage their employees to leave. I mean, that's what these massive tech companies are doing too. You never have to go off campus to go get a sandwich.
0: Right. Sandwiches are right here. Yeah. (laughs) We'll
3: bring you a sandwich. What do you
2: want on it? (laughs) (laughs) We'll take care of that. One sandwich here,
1: thanks.
3: (laughs) I've heard your work described as directed play. Is that fair, do you think?
2: Directed play?
3: Mm.
2: I don't know if I want to call it play. Yeah. I mean I feel like I, I respect the word and I think it really brings a great uh, ethos to you know a practice. Yeah. but I feel like we're more in the realm of I'd like to use the, the word experimentation. Yeah. Which is maybe a more directed form of the word play? Yeah,
1: I I feel like with the word play, it means that there's like a designated spot for doing that. And I think like uh, we really look up to this uh, couple who have now passed away called Arakawa and Jinns. And their mentality, like they have this one amazing quote, We have decided not to die. And a lot of their work is about embodying the moment or every moment you have and understanding what. Movements or what thinking you need to have within it. Like they build a lot of things that are irregularly built so that you have to consciously um, embrace your environment. And that their whole thinking was that that's going to keep you young and uh, expressive and energized throughout your whole life.
2: Their goal is to, with every single work that they make, not only do they want to stimulate your mind, but they want to stimulate your entire body, which will. Potentially, you know, al- allow humans to re- revert back to these childlike instincts yeah. and actually grow younger in age. Like,
1: for instance, they have this uh, house in Connecticut. Shit, we shouldn't have to No, it's in do. the Hamptons. Hamptons, Hamptons. But no one really knows about it. But
2: Nobody here knows where the uh, Hamptons <laughs> are. <laughs> but
1: uh, the, the whole apartment is like hill-like shapes. So to get to the kitchen, you've got to go down... A ramp, essentially, right. to get into the kitchen where the floor is uneven. Like, all the floors are uneven, the roof is on. Un- like, everything's just... So there's boom. always
2: this, you know, every there's always a moment of exercise and of play yeah. in these environments, yeah. whether you're making eggs for breakfast or you're going to the toilet.
1: Yeah, and they also use, like, they use, like crazy colorways, so you just felt like you were in another world within right. these experiences. And
2: I think that when you see their work too, it's difficult to put a time on it. You know, it, you can't distinguish whether it's yeah. from like the 80s or whether it's from now or you know, uh, 60s or earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have
1: Yeah, it's a, they had a little uh, retrospective at the Guggenheim back in the day and we got that book and it's just filled with the the most amazing stuff. Like Awakawa was actually a poet as well. No, he was no, no, an architect. No. no. Yeah, he was an architect, but he also made artwork which was really poetic, right. um, but also like tongue in cheek. It was this mm-hmm. weird thing where I, you could say like uh, very Lawrence Weiner mixed with uh, like Julian Schnabel, but much smaller scale kind of thing. And it's very
2: but wasn't he a bit instructional as well, like
1: yeah. silhouette? Yeah, slash yeah slash wit minus uh, the painting and stuff. But it was it's really amazing to just see that his output was so all over the place as well. Like whether it was architectural, whether it was painting, whether it was more sculptural, there's something in their thinking that's also, I guess, aligned to us because we don't want to just do one thing.
3: We want to have a go at doing everything. Yeah. But and we
2: also we, don't do the same things, which is why yeah. they're so admirable. Totally, too. totally.
3: I guess you could look at Charles and Ray Eames as well, couldn't you? Yeah. Because just they, you know, are trying to, teach people about them and they're like but are they designers or are they artists or are they mm-hmm. furniture makers mm-hmm. You know, they're, well they're kind of everything aren't they mm-hmm. so that's kind of potentially so when when you talk about experimentation mm-hmm. how do you build that into a client job so do you have time that you allocate or is that done outside
2: I think we we typically try to allocate the time we're really up front uh, with our clients from the very beginning. So when we're in the proposal stage, we're telling them, you know, this is the way we've worked in the past. This is, you know, how things might potentially go. These are the mediums that we like to explore. Um, so we're definitely, you know, it's not a surprise. And in the end, we're running around in like costumes, showing them (laughs) the final (laughs) example. (laughs) We've kind of like prefaced it beforehand. So they have an idea of what to expect from us. Totally
1: and yeah if it's more of a costume thing as well or a photographic kind of thing we've got the setup now where we can do a quick little tester of something and just make sure it's still pretty good mm-hmm. yeah it's just like in the talk last night you would have seen the Diaz and Durga kind of example where we just had to keep shifting mm. sort of colors and compositions and things like that or even with the one with the candles like yeah. it starts out with a shitty sketch we see if it works once we know it can work We shoot the proper one.
0: And you sent those shitty sketches, as you said, to the clients as well. You're like, hey, this is like some stuff we've been doing today. So is it a very like, is it a live sort of thing? Do you catch up with them once a week or is it throughout the project? Like, what's your communication? Is it Google chat as well?
2: (laughs) 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 No, it's more of an email thing. Um, But we definitely have meetings throughout the the process. I think we've been working with quite a few people from New York lately. So Mm -hmm. it's been very easy for us to have face-to-face discussions.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it's generally... Just like, here's our thinking. Here's a little write up of like the tone. Um, and that's kind of yeah. it. Just very, we don't want to overcomplicate the conceptual kind of tie in all the time. Like, sometimes it's just like, you see the, the things named wooden beam, there's a wooden beam in it. You don't need to make, like, too big big of a jump to tie the things together.
2: But we definitely, when it comes to, you know, when we're sending sketches or something art direction related, writing is also extremely important in Mm -hmm. order to convey what you're thinking and make sure that everyone's on the same page. Because, like, if you see a sketch of just a hand with wax drip, dripping from it, I mean, it's pretty concise, but there might be something else there. You might need a couple of words. Yeah, to <laughs> And, and, words and like, not like, ah, this is going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's a quick
0: sketch. Like yeah. say, okay, the person's not on fire. I need to explain it. just a couple of words. Yeah.
3: In yeah. yeah. What are you working as now as well? Do you work under Letter and Wade, or are you under your studio name? Which is... I, I, Iku, is it Iko? Ico? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And where where where's that come from? Is that yeah, from? Find that. Yeah. Oh yeah, <sighs> good, good researcher. Good. It's, it's, it's well, shit. Up, yeah. I mean, oh, no. the stickers on yeah, our yeah. suit. Right. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> um. So yeah, we haven't really been giving out our studio name yet, just because we're creating a website for it. We're working on a couple of different projects, mm-hmm. uh, but that will launch a bit later this year.
1: Yeah, um, and we don't like to do things in halves, so. The website's designed. Uh, shout out to Sons and Co. Oh, but we we've got yeah. to we have to get our shit together. We've got together to get a lot make of video all the and imagery. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of content ready to them put into this amazing site that they've built. So that's a classic situation of the yeah. the web
0: guys are like, hey, just give me the content, we'll build you the site. And you're like, eh, just build the site, and we'll yeah. get you the, the content. Will come. The content yeah. will come. See, you know, if you build it, they will come. Online. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, that will come out, and that's exciting to sort of because. I think for the most part now, like when we do conferences and things, no one really knows what to put our names down. There's (laughs) no way that you can put both of our names (laughs)
2: down because like my last name is 11 letters long and so it just takes up the whole page. It's like sometimes you can't even fit Lita on there.
1: When we spoke it off, they put us as two separate entries, (laughs) but at the same time, (laughs) uh, we get why you did it, but... Maybe people are going to be confused. You're yeah. yeah, speaking separately, yes. but at the same time. Yeah. Like, are they both on the same stage, talking at the same time, overlapping one another? What's the deal? Yeah.
2: You're no. just on one side. I'm on the other. We're yeah. both speaking at the same time. I'm
0: going to speak to this, <laughs> you know, this part of the audience. And... Yeah.
1: Put a line down the center of the stage. Yeah. Where's the name come from?
2: So, iko is the Japanese word for one individual, you know, significant thing. And uh, so, when you say iko iko, it's one individual thing of significance next to one individual thing right. of equal significance, um, which is kind of how we uh, depict ourselves. You know, we're two individuals, and we, t- we still, even though we're doing everything together, have our own, you know, distinct uh, ideas and aesthetics, mm-hmm. but we're still a whole. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So great, great, I got, yeah, that's yeah. really yeah. nice. It's, yeah. and it's completely different than what I thought it was. Oh really? Cause I, I was looking up the 15th century Japanese uprising, oh. and, which was called eco. I think it was. Oh really? And I was like, Oh, maybe it's got something to do with that. I know they're into Japan. It must have been Japanese like the thing.
2: uprising. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we we'll yeah. got, we got a weird thing of when we were in Japan last and we told people, they're like, you mean like, uh, the, Comedian, it's in all the makeup ads, oh, no. and we're like, <laughs> "What?" And they're like, uh, "Yeah, the have. He has the same name, or she has the same name." Yeah, uh, that's.
2: Yeah. It's like that is eco over it, there, yeah. like uh, that, or she goes by that name. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so we're being overshadowed by yeah, the makeup, like, the comedian, and
1: hiding makeup. in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: cuz we did we, we definitely reached out to a couple of people who spoke Japanese and just said like are we is this right we it's, just want to make this sure this the version of yeah. like a chinese tattoo on Yeah, your mind yeah. Where it says like exactly foreigner. well yeah. because let's just
0: make sure that this is the right. way that
2: we came up with it we were we had we were going to visit my grandma and we had gotten off of the train and we were sitting in this park waiting for my parents to meet up with us and we were kind of just talking about it and i said what about eco and then I think you said, eco, eco, because that sounds cooler. And we're like, okay, cool. Now we need to figure out <laughs> yeah. what it actually means yeah. and make sure that it actually has, it translates into something that is, that, that, you know, is personal for us. But it was also the thing of we
1: trying to come up with a, a name that was just rooted in English or like was totally abstract. And it just, we were, it wasn't working at all. It all felt really corny and forced and then we're like because we are, didn't want to combine our names yeah because I mean, the... yeah. like we said leader's name is really long <laughs> so um, yeah so it came in like what happens if we take sort of a meaning from somewhere else and sort of embody that and,
2: and we like the lucky. idea of it also kind of being a, a second personality I guess yeah. like a ulterior um, identity
1: mm-hmm. yeah so yeah soon enough That'll be, that's where we've been right. getting all our money sent to, I guess. So, <laughs> the, the so only the clients know what eco-eco Eco was and they're like, what's eco-eco? We We're have like,
2: the art the, logo currently on our presentations and we'll send them and they're like, what's this eco-eco <laughs> thing? Like, is this who the, cl- is this the client or like what? sounds <laughs> like
1: some dodgy shell company. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Like,
0: you just put all your money over here. Yeah. Don't worry about
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Caymans. It's fine. It's, it's legit. Don't worry, it's guys. Really yeah. yeah.
3: Have we got time for one more question? Sure, yeah. So this is more to you, Wade. Yeah. Um, so I read uh, in a couple of interviews, you talked about, um, I'm going I'm to pull out the actual what you said. You've said your success is based on a set of parameters you've set yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's always just been left like that. And so can I ask what the parameters are?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. Well, it's it's dependent like context. So I think when where that's pulled from is when I decided that I didn't like w- one instance is when I decided I didn't want to work in design and when I wanted to be happy and fulfill myself through meeting others and engaging with the city like that me getting to New York to find success at that point in my life mm-hmm. then when I was at Sagmeister it was about me understanding that the work I was making was about who I was as much as sort of what the end point was and about engaging with the process and understanding it was work made me happy but and life made me happy as well like they can be together at this and and are linked i guess a more succinct way of saying that is that's when i realized work and life were intertwined and if i was happy with both i was generally happy yeah it's content contents context specific but it's just about always looking at what success is and for the most part that just means uh being happy yeah and if i'm not happy within a instance, it means that I'm not sort of being successful to what I sort of believe.
3: So it's this sort of art of reviewing what success means at any one point? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And just sort of taking the time to think of being in the moment and really think like that can sound cheesy, but like really thinking about where you are and what space you're in and if it's making you happy or whether it's sort of pulling you to places where you don't want to go and just being aware of. Uh, where you're at and where, st- like, if you keep doing that, where that's going to take you um, is kind of what that means. Mm.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um,
1: we might need to finish on that yeah, or no, you guys are going
0: to miss your plane. So, No, 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 it's quarter past. It's yeah, all right. All right. No, no panic, no panic. Um, I wouldn't do that to you guys. Um, so... Where can where can people find you after this, and maybe like um obviously like Twitter handles and stuff like that, but also maybe the new website domain because depending on when this comes up, it might be live. Add some extra pressure on you guys. <laughs>
2: oh no! Well, uh, we have our respective URLs. We just launched his new website only a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. actually the day we set out for Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise we're on Twitter and Instagram.
1: Just our names. And, yeah.
2: yeah, so if you can spell my last name, then kudos <laughs> to you. <laughs> you
3: found the reward. <laughs> awesome.
0: Fantastic. Matt, where can people find you?
3: Um, I don't know where I am these okay. days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> Matt Tasmania. Leach. Yeah, around the place.
0: Tasmania.com. Um, and you, you can find me at Flynn Tracy on most things, and you can find this episode or more at ausdesignradio.com, and you can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, at AUS Design Radio. Good luck with the rest of the trip and thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Thanks thank for you. having
1: us. So good to be here.